Welcome back everybody to the Nordic Leaders Podcast. Today we have a bonus special episode. We go back and we speak to author, creative director, content guru and man of our time, Joel Willens. We had so much fun speaking to Joel back in episode 38 and um, we had so much content and we thought it deserves an extra listen, another look back. Um, So in this bonus bit, we talk openly and frankly with Joel about what's next for him, what's on his mind as a content creator, an author, and a creative director. But we start the conversation by asking Joel, what could we do more of to build more buzz, build more of a community, and maybe reach out to more of you, our listeners, so this is where the conversation kicks off. Enjoy. If I was you and I wanted to expand the reach of people and build a community around your podcast, I would start various different channels, maybe Twitter, because that's where the sort of in, intelligentsia of social media congregate. I'd do Twitter, I'd probably do Facebook, and you could consider Instagram. But ultimately, what you need to do is create content based upon your podcasts. That, for example, might be a quote from one of your guests. It could be an infographic about five points that you've learned. It could be something to tease people about what's coming up next. Visual content or snippets, little audio clips. Just use the content that you create because basically every podcast you have, you've got a wealth of content which you could use to promote what you're doing to different people. Uh, And then I would find certain groups on Facebook. So I know I'm just on top of my head, I don't know, like Nordic entrepreneurs or business people in Finland, and then just join those groups and then cross post your stuff to those groups from your page would be a simple way of getting started. I'm a huge fan of user generated content. And I think uh, I've been for years, bigged it up where basically you take content from your, your community and you repurpose it and you share it with the world. And to an extent, even a podcast is user generated content because you can take the words of your guests and you can repurpose them in various different ways. And uh, I mean, take TikTok is basically just videos of user-generated content and it's massive. Yeah, I would look at every podcast. I would look at, take like maybe five great quotes for a start and then build like that. But it's a long process. And also you probably have to put some money behind it because ultimately you need to get your Facebook page to probably five to 10,000 before people start organically sharing I've already figured out that there isn't any money in front of it at the moment. So that's where the money has to come from behind. Joel, how should we re- repurpose you? <laughs> I repurpose me every single day. Probably a good thing to do would be just to take, choose some of the babbling nonsense that I've been spewing and just take it into a quote or something. Or, you know, ultimately we're dealing with words, we're dealing with discussion. So quotes would definitely be the way forward. There are, there are accounts on all sorts of different cha- social channels, which are purely quotes. There's a massive TikTok channel, actually. I, I think it's called Quote Bible or something, where literally they take people speaking for 30 seconds. They put text over it. So it can be anyone. They just, there's no concerns about copyright. They just take this like from YouTube, put text over it from some notable person, and they've got like a million followers. So I'm not saying you having a quote of me is going to get you a million followers, but there are many different ways of using audio, taking audio clips uh, and repurposing them. And then maybe doing infographics about the personal guests or things you've learned or the mechanic, or even getting quotes from your listeners. So just building a sense of community.
Okay, great. Thank you. There's some wonderful pointers there. Fantastic. Have you got social channels? Not really. No. What do you mean, John? Social channels. <laughs> How are you promoting the podcast? We just do it on LinkedIn. <laughs> we huh? just post it on LinkedIn and say, hey, we did a, po- we did a podcast yeah, well, with this guy last week. Yeah, well, ultimately, LinkedIn's perfect for you anyway, because I presume the whole purpose of the podcast is to educate people about, you know, Nordic leadership and the people within the Nordics, but also to showcase yourselves and your own expertise. So in that sense, it's a great place to start. And we talked earlier about like quality over quantity. I'd imagine you want people who are potential customers or clients or have some interest in what you're saying. So it's a bit of a more of a niche. So you don't need loads of people. But saying that your niche is big. It's a long, it's a long Deep niche. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, we we haven't been really, let's say, super active on social media. For every episode, we post maybe once or twice. Me, Nick, or David, and then we do have a small community inside LinkedIn called Nordic Leadership. I say this to all people: like you can only need one piece of content to do really well, and that could get you thousands, tens of thousands of followers. So if you have the right people retweeting your stuff, or if you have something, if you create something that has the real, real value to people then it can be quite straightforward. Of course, that makes it sound easy. But if you're on these channels and you're offering things of value, people will follow you. We discussed this last time. So it's really not much about getting the the volume, but it's getting the right kind of uh, niche uh, that we are addressing. And in all honesty, I, I think we haven't been really doing our homework regarding the exact niche we are targeting, nor we have done any tests or experimentation because we simply haven't had time. So this this hour that we put every week in doing the interview, plus another three, four hours to do the post-production, it's already quite a bit of time for us. So it's a bit of a hobby, isn't it? And we're, we're quite proud of what we've done. Stefano's invited Alexander Stubb, Joel, to follow you. Oh, that's interesting because I, I retweeted one of his tweets this week. And that's week. that's why I invited him because I I saw your tweet and then I, I thought ah I, I the, the tweet itself was very nice was him saying that he's missing people like hugging people or something and I was like geez this is so funny I we have Joel now next we have to have the guy otherwise <laughs> this is a fantastic segue so that's why I invited him cunning it's a good example actually of how like you can take a piece of content and get loads of love for it so basically he had I'm really missing hugging and then I had said something like oh now you know how bad the epidemic of his fins are missing hugging which I then which got retweeted about I don't know 80 times or so and then I, I did a screenshot of that and shared it on all my channels so in the end that reached about half a million people I, I could I feel his hugging pain or lack of hugging pain for me, it's a bit like this um, finding the because once you have the audience and the right audience, then your content will be shared and your brand will grow and then the audience will grow. But for me, really, the, the inception. So how do you start uh, creating this community? It's something which is still a bit obscure. So it's still a bit uh, like magic. So uh, from the nothing, from the nothing where we are, where people, people have there, there are millions of podcasts in the world, and I was listening the other day to, to one of them saying that only 23% of the podcast have more than 10 episodes. So we are already in the, in the top 23% podcast of the world, uh, but still our audience is, is uh, very small. I think that the start is the key here. So how do you really start is the question. And, and quality versus content, it, it's, it really doesn't matter because if you haven't started, if you don't have anybody listening to you... It, initially then you have nothing 
Yeah, well, in terms of like, how do you start growing a community? First of all, you mean, as I say, you need to have a place where they can congregate and you can't congregate on a podcast as such. So you have to have a place where people can find you when they're not listening to the podcast. So in that sense, that's why Facebook, Twitter, maybe Instagram are playing. It depends on your workload. Ultimately, if you have no... The things I've suggested in cross-posting, that's piggybacking on communities that are already created. But typically, you can spending money on building a community yourself is what most people do. And it doesn't take much if you target people correctly, you know, and you have a piece of content they can get and engage with. A Facebook advert with a, a quote of one of your guests, which resonates with people and is targeted to the right people, you could get a thousand likes on that for a 50 euros or something so it's not and then once those people are on board people go to your page they see there's a reason to be there then they're more intrigued about who you are and what you do and then you can cross post across, across different social channels basically i built instagram my instagram following 133 or 4,000 from facebook by linking that to posts on there because of the nature of a podcast because the podcast itself isn't really shareable you have to create content based upon the podcast well i think I like about the podcast is this, in a way, the, the intimacy that it creates with the listeners. It's a one-way relationship where uh, the listeners listening to several episodes of the same podcast, they get, in a way, intimate with you without you knowing. So, you know, hearing these, the voices of us, it kind of, you, you can hear our personalities, you can hear the personalities of the guests, and you can go very quickly, uh, very deep in, in, some, in certain topics. And... I think that intimacy is something that I don't know. My, I personally don't find in any other of these of these um, uh, platforms, and and that's something which I think makes it different and difficult at the same time because it's a, it's a one way relationship, as you said. So it, it's, it's nothing that can create a community for real. But once you have uh, listeners, I think they are much more attached or much more I don't know loyal. I don't know if that's that's the right word than you could find on any other media. And that's why you need much less at the same time. Mm. It's interesting because we have a lot of people that, that say to us that they take the dog for a walk or go for a jog or just lie down in the afternoon and, and stick on the podcast. And after doing, I don't know, 30, 35, 36 of these, then you start to find your voice online. You know, you have a voice, David has a voice, I have a voice. There's certain things that people expect from David, the funny one, Stefano, the serious, thoughtful one, for example. So that, so I know what you mean about you, you can go quite deep quite quickly. So I'm just wondering then how to translate that into what Joel is suggesting. You know, a Facebook page, a Twitter account, for example, Instagram. Wondering how to do that, how to translate that. I would base it upon your characters and the, and the things you're talking about as well. And I think I really totally agree about podcasts being one of the purest forms of content because ultimately every other form of content you look at online typically, and there's always bings and bongs and dings and dongs of distraction. But a podcast is literally in your head. There is no distraction unless you have adverts. But typically you're in, it's in your head. The voice is there. There's nothing. It's the most purest way of getting of influencing people. So, yeah, I would just big up your characters, potentially. And also, piggy, for example, after we've done this, I will share this on all my channels so that you'll get the access to my audience. And that's another great way. Like when Mr. Stubb comes on, he'll doubtless retweet it on his Twitter. He's probably got, like, he's got 50,000 or something. So that's another great way of getting people, of, of building your audience, is getting guests 
on who already have a huge audience or even some sort of audience and then getting them to share it. I mean, you don't have to tell them. Typically, people like to share podcasts of themselves. And that's another way of actually even like getting influencer marketing, getting people to share your stuff, asking them, can you retweet? Can you give me some love on Instagram? I think we should start with my character because I have the most. And Nick just said that I was funny. So maybe we should start by defining what it is that, yeah, because you never laugh at a joke. So what is it that that you find funny? Yeah, very little. But I was talking to Patrick (laughs) Huffman the other day. Uh, do you remember Patrick, Richard uh, Lewis Communications? And, yes. and he said, oh, yeah, D- yes. David's dry humour is, is I really enjoy that on the, on your podcast. So I'm giving you that feedback. I was, I was wondering whether I was telling you about this. So Patrick's our other listener. Yeah. Fantastic. So, you, <laughs> so there's my daughter and Patrick. No, I have to tell you this. We have a third listener. I was yesterday in a management team uh, meeting in Elisa, and then suddenly one of the ladies there from HR said, Stefano, I really love your podcast. I've listened to it every day. I was like, you are the third listener that we have. That's amazing. And she advertised <laughs> it to the whole management team. It's incredible. No, look at There you go. Job done. That's nice, isn't it? And I've had customers that I haven't worked with for years that have, that have got in touch and said, hey, really, I listened to that podcast the other day when you said this. God, was that true? Did you really do that? Did the guest really say that? That's, it's nice. So we've got four or five listeners. That's good. Joel, what would be a good What would be good for you to talk about in the time that we, we have today? Is What's a message or a theme that's close to your heart at the moment? I think we're talking about we're talking about sort of creativity, and I think it's interesting. COVID times have made people refocus on how they. And we've had all that for me personally in terms of like my creativity and COVID. I nat- I've always thought this sort of if I'm ever in prison for anything, it'd be really <laughs> easy to me to write another book because I have no distractions. And while I'm not equating my life as being in prison, I am like it does feel like I'm on a spaceship in the fourth floor, not be able to go anywhere. And I thought that would really fire up my creativity in terms of like focus. Prison, but it hasn't at all. Yeah, I thought, no, COVID 2020, now 2021. I was thinking, like, I, you hear about all these people who've tried to do new things and learn new things. And I was thinking learning Finnish or learning the ukulele or writing a book or doing it. But I don't. I still, and at the moment, I've got a crossroads in terms of what do I do this year? Because on the one hand, I'd really like to start writing fiction again. But the thing about fiction is, I could spend a year writing a book. And if it doesn't get published, then you're, you're screwed, basically. So I've been thinking about this time where I've had the opportunity to focus on things. It still hasn't made me focus. It's, I mean, it's weird crossroads in my sort of professional career. So it'd be interesting how other people have dealt with their, the COVID times in terms of their career. I don't know if you've asked other people on the show. But we did a lot at the beginning, I think. In the autumn, we stopped asking it because I think there are people who feel pressurised. Well, they're stressed. Yeah, yeah, the stress of, you know, got to learn a new language, do some charity work, etc. Exactly. I've got to write a book, uh, finish ukuleles. <laughs> you're, you're stressing yourself out by putting pressure on you, and then we don't need to come on a podcast and <laughs> people say, what are your new habits and what, what new languages you learn? What, how many different instruments have you mastered? What is this? pandemic done for you yeah so there's there's been that general narrative that's that switched a little bit to okay just use the time to just reset have you addressed those long long long-standing issues nick that you needed to sort out no they remain long-standing issues (laughs) a constant daily challenge 
But for us, it's been building this podcast, for instance, so that that's what we have learned, essentially. This is, and, and still, we are learning a lot, I guess, from you now and, and from all, all the other guests. The thing is, like, there's so many possibilities. It's, it's so many, I'm really privileged in the sense that I could, like, now, last year, bizarrely, my company was, like, more profitable than it. We had to, sadly, downsize a bit, but that made us look more profitable, and it took the pressure off of me having to get us new clients and new business and we could focus and we focused a lot more. We definitely changed our offering a bit and I've had a time to consider what I want to do in the future. But now it's more, yeah, there's so many possible, I could go, go for e-commerce empire, I could go the book way, could do like consultancy. I've had some bloke come ask me um, to try and launch a course, an online course, which sounds quite interesting as well. So because, you know, COVID has made, changed things so dramatically in terms of business, it's made me reassess and rethink but it's almost like there's too many options so i'm quite jealous that you've had the podcast to focus on and and you've you know got right into it yeah yeah so joe out of those options those thoughts that you've had what's grabbed you which, which direction are you are you moving into yeah that's the problem really because on one day i'm really into building an e-commerce empire and the next day i want to build a tiktok account <laughs> so it's like, do you know what i mean it's like i get we talked earlier about the gamification of life and that's the thing that's both an advantage in how i work and a disadvantage because everything's a game but if i get bored of the game then i move on to another game and because the internet and because what i do is so full of shiny baubles and things to distract me that it's just it's really i, I have two modes really easily distracted or hyper focused and sadly the hyper focus doesn't often last really long or i can be hyper focused on one thing build it up get bored of that and then move into another thing so yeah at the moment i'm thinking i'm going back to the writing novel thing <laughs> so that's today's that's today's project but like next week it can be totally different great to have options it's not even right yeah it's not even writing a novel i have a half finished novel ah. and it's just going back to that but if, yeah i had it from i had an agent i had the publishers interested but then i i think i mentioned my son got born got born, it's a weird way of putting it, was born Typical. <laughs> 10 Typical. years Typical. ago. Right. And that's, yeah, and then having, yeah, blaming my children for my inability to finish my my novel. So, yeah, it's, it's a weird one. Oh, that's, that's interesting. So a half-finished a half novel waiting. Yeah, and it's weird, actually, because yeah, it's 10 years old. So it's a 10-year-old, it's written by 10-year-old, younger version of me and so i've been reading it some of it's quite gripping i'm quite into it, it doesn't feel like i've written it yeah inevitably your characters change when you're if as you develop and grow as a person and as a writer then the way you characterize people changes maybe that's really interested to hear your different pathways that are in front of you and and how one day you you might go this way and another day you might go that way and you also mentioned this this huge kind of you, you get these waves of absolute focus and attention when do you do your best work my best work is when i have i get re, i get very enthusiastic very easily about things and that's one of the reasons i mean that's one of the things i miss most about uh, the inability to go and pitch people in person and a lot of things i pitch especially when i do like in collaboration stuff like i think we talked about the Dolingo thing and this working wonders thing yeah I get to pitch that, I pitch that in person and everyone gets, and typically I get people quite excited about the, the prospect of what we're going to do because I get genuinely excited and people can see that. And then that involves me going out and like for the working wonders I did, I interviewed like eight different companies. There's still two more to come out. And it was genuinely, I was excited by it. I thought it was a great concept. I was really interested in doing it and I went out and done it and it was really fascinating to do. It's like I met loads of cool people. I got out, I went, I went to different companies. I saw how they worked. 
And so I get really, and then I have a deadline at the end. So I know I have to do it by a certain time. So it's a combination of like genuine enthusiasm for creating something that's different and, in, and interesting and it will benefit and have value and a deadline. And people as well. There seems to be that connection that's important to you. And people. Catalyst. Yeah, and people. And that's yeah. one of the most frustrating things. At the start of last year, I had loads of cool stuff kicking off. I had like, last year was going to be, I had I had this demo with Fremantle, like the TV production company, who were like, did Big Brother and stuff. They were going to be looking at doing a very finished films television show. I had this slot, I was going to be a chat show. I did all these pitches I was going to do for various various different, like Visit Finland, Visit Finland, Visit, um, all these different visit places where I was going to go out and do all these different things. It was, collaborations I put together, which a lot of involved me going out and speaking to people and hanging out with people. And they're just overnight. Just a so that's, oh man. And I haven't really been able to, I haven't been able to really do those again. So that's annoying. Sounds like you're missing the creativity that comes, like the co-creation. Yeah, sort of. And people, people to, to bounce the ideas back and forth with and yeah, I just like meeting new people, and I just don't. I don't need to. I just like meeting interesting people, and the stuff I've done has been a pathway and a gateway to that. That's why I used to love doing a podcast because, like, you could just invite someone on, and you could pick and choose. You go to a party, and everyone's a stranger. You don't know who these people are. You could go and chat to someone like a complete idiot. But with podcasts, you can think, okay, they look interesting, they look cool. I'll pick them. At least you know you've got some idea. You've got you've got a basic idea of whether they're going to be entertaining or not. So. That's what I liked about podcasts, and I always learned from them. And typically, the collaborations I've done from very few problems has involved me interacting with interesting people. So, yeah, I do miss that. It's annoying. Well, what would Joel like to ask yeah. us? Yeah, you've had loads of big brain people. I know she didn't ask me about leadership. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Joel, about leadership. Like, how do you you lead people with with your immense like short bursts of focus? And your yeah, I know. Options. Yeah, how do you lead people? Uh, I tend to delegate leadership. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I, I don't know. It's weird actually because when I was in sales, I had a sales team of like six or seven, and I, I think sales is a very different type of leadership. Because you're rearing people up, like when things are down, you're like, yeah, you're brilliant. You've got to keep people's spirits up. But creative leadership is very different because you have a right different very different types of people like you can have like people who are very artistically creative but quite introvert or you can have like writers copywriters who are quite quite sensitive to criticism you can't sort of rile them up in the same way you would salespeople. so for me i think yeah i try and delegate and it's it's tricky because create leading people to do things creatively is very different to leading people to do to sell things yeah because creative people can be creative at different times. Like you yourself said that you've, you're in this cycle of maybe staying up until two in the morning, maybe actually getting some good work done in the early hours. So then if other people are like that, everyone has a different rhythm that they work to. Yeah, exactly. People like are hit with creativity at different times. So how do you manage that or, or lead that? Yeah, that's so true. And ultimately that's the thing about like the COVID 2020, the idea of like working from home. For a long time, we we had Ink Tank. We never, we always had remote working. I never imposed a nine to five on anyone. And the weird thing is, like that changed at the start of last year, where we got this new fancy new office in Unlina, which we had for like six weeks. And like, I said, come on, let's we got this nice office. We buy the seat. Let's all get in, come in at the same time. Let's try and do things a bit differently. So like ten of us in the office. It's really open plan. It's really good for like it was a really good place for like creative space. And then we were in there for six weeks. And we went back to doing what we'd always been doing. So it's like yeah, a really expensive, unfortunate error on my part. But I think in answer to the question is you don't impose like dead. You don't impose like group meetings on people or 
you just give people like the freedom to do to work how they want to work and as long as they hit the deadlines from the clients that's the most important thing do you think there's anything you could do to to help stefano and david because i've been trying to work with them in advice job in terms of leading people yeah i don't know they seem yeah they showed up on time today which was the first is always there. and and the te- and the technology is working. So I don't know. It seems that like you 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 really trained them very well. Would that be a fair comment? We we are on top of our game, yeah. Totally. You're right. <laughs> Job done. Job done. It's all about finding the right people in the first place, isn't it? They're actually making sure that you you go through a suitable process of HR and interviewing before you actually jump on board. And clearly, you've done. I I also delegate as well. That's my leadership theory. I I actually call it leading from behind but it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> do, do nothing and see what happens. <laughs> there you go. That's your first quote for your Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. yeah, do nothing and see what happens. Hmm. <laughs> it's a great title for a book, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone's going to step yeah. into the gap. Someone, someone yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already, already making notes here. They do yeah. nothing and see what happens. Theory of leadership. Yeah, watch out for Joel's next book. <laughs> it's gone four o'clock. Joel, huge thanks for today and for last week. No, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having. Same time next week. Absolutely. <laughs> so we, we're going to do this every week now. So it's going to be one single episode for the whole season three. <laughs> the world's longest single episode. There you go. There's your, there's your free Let's meet on. again next week. Next week, I'm going to record it. <laughs> Good stuff. I look forward to it. Yeah, well, thank, thank you very much for the opportunity for being part of the world's longest running single episode. <laughs> Since you got until here, we think that you might like the podcast. It would mean so much if you could leave us a five-star review and share this with as many of your friends as possible. This will help us be discovered and spread the news. Can you just take five minutes and do that for us? Thank you.